0: Hidden Figures was greenlit by women, all women. They may not have been all black, but that's, that goes to show we need each other, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so things are certain, certainly shifting. But what I will say is that we just have to keep talking about it. We can't be okay when we find a nest egg and keep it to ourselves. Like, we have
1: to share our stories. Hi, welcome to a special episode of the hashtag Tell Black Stories podcast. I'm your host, Tanika Boyd, Senior Advisor at Color of Change. The hashtag TellBlackStories podcast was created as an extension of Color of Change Hollywood, an initiative changing the rules in Hollywood, ensuring accurate, diverse, empathetic, and human portrayals of Black people on television and throughout the media landscape. Today, we're joined by a very special guest with a career filled with success, Taraji P. Henson, is one of the hardest working Black women in Hollywood. Her work has earned her a Golden Globe, Oscar and Emmy nods, and even the NAACP Image Awards Entertainer of the Year. Today, she is here to talk about her new movie, The Best of Enemies, a true story of the unlikely relationship between her character, Anne Atwater, an outspoken civil rights activist, and C.P. Ellis, a local KKK leader. During the racially charged summer of 1971, Atwater and Ellis come together to co-chair a community summit on the desegregation of schools in Durham, North Carolina. The ensuing debate and battle soon lead to surprising revelations that change both of their lives forever. Taraji, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks
0: for having me.
1: I should say you are like my best friend in my head, so it's truly a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, at Color of Change, we try to center the lives of black women who are often, as you know, on the front lines of social justice and movement work. How did this role come about? Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Well, Danny Strong, the, uh, one of the co-creators and producers of Empire, gave me this script when we filmed the pilot for Empire and I was moved, but the show had taken precedence over my life, my schedule, I I couldn't get to it. And then finally, the elections of 2016, I noticed the racial climate changing Mm -hmm. drastically. And I called Danny and I said, we have to do this movie and we have to do it now. And he was like, but don't you have another movie you're already slated to do on your hiatus? I said, I'll give up my entire hiatus, Mm -hmm. make the dates work because I felt the importance of this story. And and I take what I do as an artist, the responsibility of an artist, I take that very seriously.
1: So you have a history of playing strong and influential black women, making their mark in history. A great example of that is one of my favorite roles in Hidden Figures, mm-hmm. Katherine Johnson. Um, but inevitably, there will be folks who see movies like The Best of Enemies mm-hmm. and say, you know, age-old Hollywood white savior tropes that might be at play, you know, centering the story of a white person who changes their ways instead of centering the true change-maker who is usually black women. Mm -hmm. But I felt the movie did a great job in telling the story of Ann Atwater. Do you agree?
0: I absolutely agree. and the reason why I agree is because I never got a chance to meet Ann Atwater. Robin Bissell, our director and writer of this film, spent three years with her. Mm. Um, the way he found this the, the story, or the interest to even want to tell this story, is he found, um, he ran across C.P. Ellis' obituary, And his obituary said he was an ex-Klu Klux Klan member who changed his life and became a uh, social worker. He wanted to get to the how that happened. Mm -hmm. And when he did further research, it was Ann Atwater. Mm -hmm. So then that's when he felt inclined to go meet her, and he sat with her for three years so he he could get it right. And he will tell you himself, he's a white man. He doesn't know the struggles of African Americans. So it was very important that he paid attention to what she had to say. And not only what she had to say, but now when we start hiring the actors to play these characters, importantly, what I have to say, I'm not going to let him steer off the beaten path yeah, right. because I know he'll get beat up. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but at the same time, he was there because he understood the message. The message was timely, yeah. and it had nothing to do with us. Mm. It, you know, this story is bigger than all of us, really. Um, I, I don't think Ann Atwater and CPL has really understood what they were doing at the time. They was just trying to survive and do what they needed to do for their community, right? But look at how this story is going to affect so many people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, um, a huge part of Color of Change's work is really around combating the continued rise of white supremacist movements that have been threatening black communities through various means, um, whether it's dangerous rallies um, on the ground in Charlottesville, Virginia, or the unrestricted kind of spread of racist propaganda on social media platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, So when watching the film, one can't help but draw these comparisons to the current state of our country, um, since so many of the themes, Explored in this film are still very prevalent today, um, and to an expansive degree, one could argue. Uh, with that said, what do you hope people walk away uh, with from this film? You know, Ann Atwater and C.P.
0: Ellis had to do things differently. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly Anne, And it was when she stopped matching hate with hate. Even though she had every reason to hate, and we understood where her hate was coming from more than we could C.P., it was when she started to tap into her Christianity. We have so many people talking about their Christians, right? Mm -hmm. But when you think about Christianity, God's love is all-inclusive and it's unconditional. And the first thing God will teach you is to love your enemy. Mm -hmm. That's hard to do, but if we're gonna make change, we need to tap, we need to find more compassion. And the Mm -hmm. only way you can find compassion is if you listen to hear for understanding the other side, the opposing side. Even Anne in the film, tackles that. There's this moment where um the black kids come through and they see the 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 uh display of the Ku Klux Klan memorabilia and the, the the uniform. And they try to, they wanna, of course your knee-jerk reaction is to destroy it, right? Mm-hmm. You're meeting hate with hate, right? And shuts it down. It was visceral, she didn't even know what she was doing, but in the moment, she's saving their lives. Mm-hmm. But what she's really telling them to do is pay attention, read, they have this to tell you what they're all about. Listen, they're giving you an end, a window, right? We had to listen to each other and we had to listen for understanding not to react or to respond or to drive our force, to drive our point across, but actually listen, where are you coming from? Then maybe I'll have a better, uh, a more sound way of trying to get to you if I understand what I'm even dealing with. Right now we have a bunch of people just screaming at each other. Mm. We're never gonna get anywhere like that. Mm. Someone has to rise above. Michelle Obama told us, God bless you. When they go low, we go high. Who's gonna go high?
1: Mm, I love that. Um, I want to transition quickly to my favorite Hollywood story, which is your story. Um, Yes, yes. You got your start in Hollywood. You graduated from Howard University. Uh, You and your baby um, moved across town with $700 to your name so that you could pursue your dream and now you're one of the most beloved black women in all of Hollywood. You've won awards, you're at the top of your game, you have a hit TV show, you make beautiful movies, and you've come a long way since Hustle & Flow. Thank you. Um, And black women are still struggling uh, to get opportunities and fair pay um, in Hollywood. I wonder if you have any words of advice for black women who are still in the midst of the journey, who feel there's not a place for them in Hollywood.
0: Well, there's absolutely a place for you. <laughs> you know, um, what I'm starting to see now is things are shifting. All of my friends are working. Mm-hmm. Everybody I know mm-hmm. has a job. So things are sh- certainly shifting. Um, Hidden Figures was greenlit by women, all women. They may not have been all black, but that's, that goes to show we need each other, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so things are certain certainly shifting. But what I will say is that we just have to keep talking about it. We can't be okay when we find a nest egg and keep it to ourselves. Like we have to share our stories. And what I love about the Time's Up Now movement is that people are vocal about it. You know, the squeaky wheel is the one that gets fixed. You get quiet, then we don't know there's an issue, right? So you have to speak up. Even if your voice tremors, you have to speak up. Because You're not speaking up just for yourself, you're speaking up for a generation after you. So it's imperative that we hear your voice. I love that, I love that.
1: Um, A lot of the work at Color of Change is really about destigmatizing issues affecting the black community. For example, through your Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation, you're working to create safe spaces for black people to address mental health. How do you think Hollywood can help destigmatize issues affecting the black community? green
0: light more stories, uh, diverse stories about us, um, which I'm starting to see, again, uh, change is happening. Um, You know, I was never the one to go, woe is me, Hollywood was horrible to me because I've always worked. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I didn't claim the narrative of it's hard Mm -hmm. because if you operate from that place, it's going to be hard. I was always operating from a place of solution and that's where I operate, even through my foundation, a solution. You know, we know we're broken and hurt and walking around generations of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but who's going to step up and be bold enough to say, hey, it's okay to not be okay? You know, and it wasn't until I, from my own necessity, with needing to find someone to talk to when I felt like the walls were closing in, um, I needed to find someone who was culturally competent, and that doesn't necessarily mean they have to look like me. But mm-hmm. you have to certainly understand my struggle, mm-hmm. and then that's out of that necessity is where my foundation was born. And because it, it made me look at my my community, us. We don't talk about it. That's why we don't have enough of us in the industry or, or, or in um, the field of mental health. Yeah. To even go to to help because we're not even aspiring to be psychiatrists or therapists because we don't talk about it at home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I looked within myself and within my community where I was able to uh, evoke change. You have to be the change you want to see. So if I'm preaching, people need to go see and talk and get help. If I'm not doing it, how can I tell you to do it?
1: So at Color of Change, we um, love to also think about black joy. It's mm-hmm. not the absence of pain, but it is about intentionally centering black joy. Mm-hmm. And so we have black women brunches, mm-hmm. and we see a lot of black girl magic. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to know, what does black girl magic mean to you?
0: It's interesting because it's a, it's this thing like it's a mythical—it's not mythical. It's what we are. That's right. And— um, when you, it's, it, I'm really weird about titles with us because sometimes when you give us a title, it can be flipped into the negative. Strong black woman, what well, that means, you gotta be careful with that. Yeah. Because then that makes us super hu- human. Mm-hmm. And that means that we don't feel or we can get over anything and that's so not true. It makes us, um, it dehumanizes us in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Immortal, which we're not, you know, so that, also comes into the black girl magic thing, you know, e- even though I understand how it, we need to uplift ourselves, but be careful with that, because then, again, it's almost falling into that strong black woman, yeah, black girl magic, eyes. you can do anything, yeah. you can get over anything, and it's like, no, I, I, I'm i just resilient, and uh, I, I can turn bad things into great things, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I don't feel like you feel,, yeah. so i I love the term because, yes, we it's years and years of black women being suppressed and oppressed. but and 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 and, in the light of lifting us up, we have to be careful with these titles because then they can be used against us, yeah. you know, but I, I support black girl magic, but it's nothing new. We've had it all along, and it ain't going nowhere, and it's not a mythical thing. Yeah. It's just something that's in us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just to wrap up, I wanted to ask you something that we ask a lot of folks who come to our hashtag Tell Stories podcast. What is one story, and you talked a little bit about this and answering the last question, but what is one story that has not been told um, about our community um, that you would love to see Hollywood put on the big screen?
0: It's so many. It's too many to... Yeah. To. Give us a few. <laughs> Give us a few. What really happened to us after the emancipation of slaves? Mm-hmm. I don't think people really understand what really happened. Yeah. Like, yes, just because we were free. You know, there is one I, There is one quote that still affects me deeply uh, that Martin Luther King talks about. And all, he says, you know, you're always telling us to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, mm-hmm. but how can you tell a man, a bootless man, That's to right. pull himself up by his right. bootstraps? We had no boots. no boots, so even though we were free, free to what? We had nothing to go to. Yeah, you know. And until we in this country deal with the fact that slavery actually happened, yeah, and the trauma that people are still living with from that because we don't ever address it.
1: Yeah, the aftermath. We don't. Yeah, We don't talk about it. And until
0: we do, we're gonna always be traumatized and walking around broken.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd love to see that movie and maybe one day- Absolutely. You'll (laughs) make it and star in it. Yes. Taraji, thank you again for joining us today for this beautiful, beautiful conversation. Um, You can watch Taraji's powerful performance in The Best of Enemies in theaters nationwide April 5th. You can also find more of the hashtag podcast at TellBlackStories.org slash podcast or whatever platform you stream your podcast. Thank you again so much for, for joining me. us. Thank you for having me. Thank you.